A man become preeminent, he is expected to have enthusiasms. 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 What am I? What draws my admiration? What is that which gives me joy? Baseball. right after my main event, my live main event in New York City. Uh, I got to sat down with a couple of guys who were in the draft, and um, we just discussed uh, some plays that they drafted, quick strategies. Uh, I didn't take too much of anyone's time. This is not like a marathon podcast session. It was just a quick hour of discussion with a a couple of guys in the draft, including Mark Zerebro, Glenn Schroeder, uh, Frank Stamphal, uh, Matt Modica was the moderator. He said a few words. Mike the mouth. He got on the mic for a little bit. Even though he's not happy, he hasn't had his own podcast yet with the bull hitter. But it was cool. Got to sat down, um, sit down and talk to Greg and Tom, the founders of the NFBC. And it was cool getting to know the story about how it started and everything. So, um, yeah, it was a great day. I went in. Tried to execute the best I could. I had the SP streamer, Michael Simeone, helping me by my side. He was an awesome draft draft partner, even though his computer didn't work. But he, he actually calmed down. Um, he kept me loose the whole draft. It was good having him there. And we were kind of, you know, joking around, laughing, having a good time. And I think it made a world of a difference. So thank you, Mike, for joining me and helping me get through that crazy day. Um, but it was awesome. It was a great situation i really enjoyed being live and drafting with a bunch of a bunch of guys and um who love playing this silly sport like i do so um got presented with a plaque that was pretty awesome um for my draft champions overall win so overall it was really good got a chance to um hear a couple of guys give me feedback that they love the podcast i was a proxy for phil duso in the auction on Friday, and several of the fellas that were in, involved with the auction came up to me and said they enjoyed listening to my podcast. It was good to hear such a a focus on the NFBC for the last couple of weeks and then how to draft. So it was cool to hear that, and um, yeah, it was all part of a special weekend. So um, again, it was a quick podcast, just, uh, just getting quick quick breakdown of some players and stuff like that. Um, I exper- I experienced two passes too during the main event. I didn't know you could pass your pick and come back to you. That was pretty interesting. I wasn't expecting that, and I don't know if that was because I was creating chaos with my back-to-back picks. I made them as quick as I can, you know, on the wheel. I was just like bang, bang. These are my picks because, you know, I've been getting ready for, for this for five months. So if you don't know who you want to draft by then, you know, it's just there's no reason to take the clock. So I don't know if I created an echo. Uh, I mean, a domino effect in that, but. I probably not my my influence, but it was interesting to see um, that happen a couple times. But um, yeah, so here's the uh, quick live episode. It's a little hectic. It's a lot of background noise. We're still in the hall. 
guys were congregating talking about their drafts and such like that. So um just gonna give it to you raw though. Um well <laughs> that didn't sound great, but yeah, it's just unedited and you know, just is what it is. So um enjoy and yeah, thanks for listening guys. Alrighty folks, welcome to the Pull Hitter Podcast. I'm here live in New York City. Live NFC main event recap. I'm going to get some fellas on the mic soon to discuss their teams and how they felt about their teams. I'm just trying to make sure that my mic sounds good and all that. So we just concluded the first live main event of the year in New York City. And, yeah, so it was a pretty interesting draft. Somewhat uh, clockwork in the first couple of rounds. Then it got interested in the middle. A lot of pitching got pushed up toward the 15th and 16th rounds. Guys that were normally going in the 300s and draft champions got pushed up into the 210s, 220. So it was pretty interesting. Um... Everyone's bullshitting around me right now, talking about their teams. So, once everyone gets an opportunity to sit down, talk about their teams. We'll talk to the moderator first, Mr. Matty Modica. Maddie Modica, you want to come say some words? The the moderator. <laughs> no one wants to talk to me yet. Who wants to come talk about their teams? Anybody? <laughs> Let's get the uh, gentleman from the NFC on here. Talk to them first. Hey, hey, Tom and Greg, you guys want to come say hello to everybody? Whatever. I got a multi-directional thing on here, so you can sit one there maybe and one here. We could probably uh, make that work. Hey, Greg. Hey, hey how you doing? How you doing? Fantastic. We made it through the first uh, live event here in New York, my first live event and the NFBC. Uh, I got this wonderful plaque. It's already um, closed up, but Tom, Tom and Greg presented me with a wonderful uh, draft champion plaque. There's, there's Tom. Hey, Tom. Oh, I'm here. Hurry All up. right. Here we go. Oh, we're live. This, you said it was a podcast. We're live. All right. Cool. Yeah, we're live right now on Twitter. Um, so we're just, um, again, thank you guys for having me and hosting this. Everything went really well today. Well, let's um, ask you, what did you think of the first live event in New York? I mean, we have multiple drafts usually going at one time, but what did you think of 
just the camaraderie, the competition. It's the best. It's go. the best. I, uh, you guys saw me here yesterday proxying for the the robot Phil, and um, out of the out of the loop, like I should have done a like I should have done an auction too. Yeah, yourself, um, yeah. yeah, yeah. So next year, definitely going to do an auction. Yeah, but this was an amazing experience. Um, everyone is truly truly awesome you know yeah. you guys are just uh created like a really great it's a community uh, yeah it's really a community. Really i mean community. seriously tom and i have been doing this since 2004 and from the first as we're gonna buy the beers we're gonna get to talk baseball together we're just gonna be a, a community we're gonna compete against each other but we're gonna bring everybody together and it's just gonna be a fun competition and it has become like a family reunion when you come to New York all these guys know each other as you can see now you come to Las Vegas it's like a family reunion and uh, we're just happy to put it on but the guys have taken this to another level yeah you guys I, have just taken it to another level I would totally agree yeah, can I think you said it best with like the competition thing. Like we're all out here trying to win each other's money, but yet we're everyone's friendly and ultra nice, you know. So well, like Tom will tell you. I mean, we put the names on the board so you know who's in the league. Sometimes people will see like Lindy Hinkleman. They know he's a Hall of Famer. I want to get in his league. Right. I want to compete against him. Who says money on the line? You know, you're looking for a weak league. But people want to compete against other guys who are really good because they want to test their skills. And that's the main part. How did you guys get the idea to start the NFBC? I never, <laughs> I never knew about the uh, the origin story. Well, I'll, I'll tell it. Uh, we did this on our radio show on Monday night or Wednesday night on Sirius XM. But honestly, we were in the magazine industry. The magazines were starting to really hurt. We had canceled the baseball card magazine that I had been involved in. I honestly didn't know what my career was going to be much more because magazines were struggling. I flew out to an event called the World Championship of Fantasy Football. They put on the first live event. $1,250 entry fee. They ended up with 552 teams all in one location at the uh, MGM Grand in Las Vegas. I was in there. And I came out at the break and I said, oh, my God, I could do this for baseball. And I came up to them and I said, I could do this for baseball. And they were so stressed out. They're like, don't even talk to me. I don't even want to talk about another event or whatever. <laughs> but I actually got on the plane. I started writing the baseball rules out. And I was well known in the baseball industry. Because uh, a fantasy baseball magazine was the leader at that time. And I came up with this idea that I think we could do this live event. Uh, and I wanted to make it tough, so that's why I decided, well, it should be 14 teams, 15 teams, 16 teams. And I talked to a couple of people. Charlie Weger was a good friend of mine. He's like, go 14, don't go 12. And I thought, well, 15 is like half of the player pool, right? There's 30 MLB teams, so let's do 15. Nobody had done 15 before. And from well, these guys loved how tough it was. Wow. You know, we only had six roster spots at that point, reserve roster spots, not seven. And it was just a tough competition, and it took off. But uh, 2004, we lost our ass. We then did football. We lost our ass there. The second year, we sold out the main event, and we've sold out the main event every single year. It just keeps growing and growing. So, awesome. Yeah. That's an awesome story. Yeah. It's like, no good. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we saw it. We saw the vision. Yeah. 
And then they were only doing football in Las Vegas, and we decided we had the staff at our company that we were at that we could do Las Vegas, Chicago, and New York. We wanted to bring the event to the people. Right. And, I mean, you know, we had, what, four in Chicago and six in New York or whatever, and, you know, that turned out good, right? Yeah, no, we, that was that was a big part of it. You know, we, we did try to expand to other cities at various times. We're, we've been in Florida for baseball and football, but what we found for baseball is – Vegas and New York and Chicago—that's where people want to be. You know, and next, this is always going to be a great uh, weekend in New York. Next, the the final week in Vegas is always uh, bananas. It's it's a lot of fun, a lot of leagues, a lot of people coming out there. But yeah, for baseball, it's it's Vegas, New York, and Chicago that are we've locked into those three cities, and probably will stay locked in for a long Dude, time. We're at the Bellagio in Las Vegas. Yes. I mean, it is as good as it. Everybody's ready to get the hell out of Dodge, yeah. and uh, it is really a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to next week. I love New York. Coming here almost 17 years or so, uh, and I've come here now the last couple of years as well. But Vegas is just so freaking special. Yeah. March Madness is out there. Right, right. You have all we that. stay for opening day on Thursday. There's 15 games on Thursday. We bet on every one. We lose on most of them, but uh, <laughs> I'm telling you, it's just. Yeah, it gets you out of winter, and it's just perfect. And, yeah, uh, the competition in Vegas is insane. How many live events? Are We're gonna have twenty right now. 20. Live events. In wow. a good year, we would have twenty-eight to thirty for okay. baseball. So we're down, but not precipitously right. down. Like right. here, we had four. We would have had ten normally in New York. So we're right. about forty percent out there. Will be about sixty-seven percent. So next year is going to be the party of all parties in New York and Las Vegas. I think everybody will want to get out and. Come, but yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely. so good to get it done here this weekend. Yeah, the auctions were fantastic. Yeah, and yeah, the ultimate Mike did a great job, were fantastic. And today, so couldn't be happier yeah. from an operational standpoint, right? Right, yeah, everything went really smooth. Yeah. Like really, it was awesome. Uh, my first experience was like, wow, this is this is this is it. This is the uh, yeah. like the peak fantasy. Experience. Now, if you want to pay us for that number one spot, I mean, just <laughs> give it to Tom, he's involved with that. I don't ever talk. It's all cash. I don't take checks. Absolutely. Just cash. Definitely. <laughs> I, got I, I don't, need, as a we go to I don't Vegas. need a paper trail. <laughs> He's going to Vegas. He can double that next week. I Absolutely. For that. They're like, how the hell did you get the first pick? I don't know. <laughs> we have nothing to do with it. Let's just say it right yeah. now. We press a button and the We don't even press buttons We don't anymore. even press it's all, buttons. It's all automated. I have no. Hey. The only time I see the draft order is when the draft order is done. The very done, first right, year yeah. that we started the NFBC. I actually wrote the names in a hat, put them in a hat, and I had my nine-year-old daughter pick them out of the hat. And I'm like, I don't want to touch them. And so Emily would do that one by one. I'd write them down. Then people would pitch, what the hell? Your daughter doesn't pick very well. You're like, okay, I'm done with that. I'm not getting my daughter to pick them anymore. Right. And we put them in a computer, and yeah. that spit out. And people still didn't like it. We still put it in a computer, and people don't like it. That's the way of the world. And somebody's got to pick 15 in every draft. Well, so that's how it is. Mike did iron balls here live. Yeah. Trust me, someone was last out of that, right? And someone was first, and we won't talk about how that went out. So, so what was that? It was a live pick for the. So, yeah. So there's a couple of ways we actually do it. So, like Mike did it last night where he had baseballs 15 baseballs, 15 names, pulls out a baseball, Tom Kessinick. Next one, you. You know, but oh, finally, right. there's one last baseball, right? Someone in every process has to be last. Right. We're not happy, but someone yeah, has someone to be. Someone has to be. <laughs> so what we do with the plot 
Platinum with $15,000 entry fee. We used Fab money to bid for your drafts. Oh, box. really? Yes. Oh, wow. And I mean, like 450 will go for the first pick. And then it'll be 320 and then 250 and such and such. But if you want a top pick, you pay for it, you but you lose your Fab. So you can do that uh, next uh, Friday afternoon in Vegas. That's pretty cool. Yep. It's that's cool. A, that's an interesting concept. It definitely is. Wow. Who, who how bad do you want? Who thought of that? I don't even remember how we ended up with that. I know how we did KDS, but I don't remember That's how interesting. we did that. Yeah, we've been doing that since 2011. Wow. We have a football contest mm -hmm. where people bid actual money for really? their draft spots. It's called oh. the Gridiron. It's a best ball contest, but you're bidding your real dollars not fab money on the draft spots you want. So that's a cool concept, too. KJ Duke, uh, one of our longtime players. So you pay for your first round pick, then you pay again your second round pick, and then the draft order is de determined on your second round. That stays. All that money goes into a separate pool. We divide it by 16 weeks, and we pay the 16 weekly winners with all that money. Oh, oh fantastic. So that's how that is done. Yeah. So oh, it's not like we keep right. all that money. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. But it's you need that. Okay, you want the number one pick in this round? Now you want the first pick in the second round? Go for it, but you better win at least three weeks to get that money back. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. that's really what it is. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah. Fascinating. We keep innovating and coming up with you, new ideas. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, you got to. You have to. Yeah. You got to progress, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. I mean, first year in the NFBC, we had 232 teams. That was it. We had 16 live events, so we had three. Uh, Auctions. We had three auctions. We have over 15,000 teams right now. Wow. We had 232 the first year. Wow. Yeah. You know, 4,260 in the draft champions. Yeah. That, yeah. that format has really taken off. It really has, right? And like I say, we'll have over 4,500, I think, when we're all said and done here That's this awesome. year. That's so awesome. Yeah. That's really good. In cool. that area. You guys deserve a all the praise and accolades because this created this wonderful format for everyone well, to get involved with. You it. know, quite honestly, thank you. That's nice to say, but honestly, it's, it doesn't, we're not at this point without all of you. Right. I mean, the That's players true. that have helped us and helped make innovations, right. you know, suggestions, you know, our ultimate draft, for example, right. the second year, somebody posted on our message boards, how about a $5,000 entry fee league? And Greg and I are like, okay, fine. No one's going to play that. He <laughs> sold it out like that. And now we got, yeah. And so that's, it's, it's the players that make this possible. It's, it's everyone, yourself, everybody who came here to New York that made this weekend possible. That's, and that's why we love doing it, you know, because the players help us grow and, and we're happy to offer, you know, somebody's got to sign up for them, right? Yeah, yeah, that's, that's right. That's, that's the right. players. Amen so, to that. Yep. Awesome. I really appreciate, really appreciate you guys doing it. Um, I, I remember, like, when I first found out about the NFPC, I was like, you know, wow, this is, uh, this is, this is awesome. Like, I'm putting all the time into my home leagues. I might as well right. try to, yep. you right. know, try my chances in here. And you know, I did a second chance league in 2019. It was my first league, and um, just to get used to the site and everything. Sure, sure, and right. uh, of course, last year, you know, I put my hat in the draft champions. And, that worked out okay. And, and, and won the big guy. So. Yeah, Awesome. Thank you guys for coming on. All right, you're back, man. Thank you for having it. me. Yep, thanks just, for coming. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. And you I'll bet. see you uh, next year. All right. For right sure. here. In an auction, too. Yes. There I'm going to do the auction. All right. Phil, Phil's on his own. Uh,
Perfect. On his own island. He's boot gonna, him out. Boot him back to gotta, Canada. He's yeah. got to come. That's right. Gotta, we'll let him back in Canada. Canada. We'll let him back in. <laughs> Phil, if you're listening, you're invited back here next year. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Cool. Awesome. All right. Thank Thanks you so much. much. Thank All right. You. All right. Who wants to come talk about their team? Anybody? Mr. Glatt, come out over here. What am I doing? You got to do a podcast here. Come on. Podcast? Yeah. Right. It's live. Yeah. <laughs> he won the main event. What year? Like 2,000 years ago? Come on, you know what year it is. 2015. Announce yourself. What's going on? I'm, I'm Glenn Schroeder. Uh, I was drafting Team 5 in this league, and uh, this was my first draft of 2021. Wow. Yeah. Can you believe it? Just right into it. Yep. I uh, I wanted to start fresh, and I think it went okay. I think uh, I have five players that I wanted this year to start a draft, and when Team Four went Garrett Cole, I uh, you know I knew that not only was I taking Soto, but I knew that I'm going to be pushing pitching. Right. Um, so. Uh, uh, started out with four, what I consider pretty solid hitters, good mix of power, speed, and Soto, Bichette, Merrifield, and Alonzo. And then I got my closer in Edwin Diaz. And then I got two pitchers that I really like this year, Lazardo and Paddock. And I think, um, I honestly think that my first two starters are better than other teams that maybe went starter, their first starter in the third round. Uh, there were a couple of teams. Wow, couple yeah, teams so that you're, you got some really high hopes for Yeah, for Lazardo and Paddock. Yeah, 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 I, yeah. I think they're both real high upside guys. Mm -hmm. You know, and if you look at the, uh, if you look at some of the pitchers that went in the, in the third round, guys like Maeda and Burns and Gallon, those are guys that last year were going in round seven, eight. And right. now they're going in the third round. I feel the same way about Lazardo and Paddock. I want to get this year's guys going in the seventh round. I don't want to get last year's guys that, that went in the seventh and I'm overpaying for them this right. year. Right. So to me, very happy with the way the pitching came together. Good. But uh, I was shocked that I don't know if the rope if Robles slipped a little bit because of the news yesterday that he got taken out of the game. But right. to me, right. that was a slam dunk pick, yep. especially in a main event. Yep. Um, and uh, you know, I tried to focus on power and and speed for most of my picks, and I think it worked out. Pretty pretty happy with the overall team construct. Fantastic. So, explain to me how. Um, so you have no other draft um, prep now. This year, so yeah. you just walk around. I have been very closely following um, the drafts of the last week. Mm -hmm. um, there were a um, couple of big DCs that took place last week. Yes. I was the Greg's ADP report. If you put in the right information, you can actually see all the draft results if you just choose the correct date range. Yep. So, like, I was able to see who was taken when in that right. draft. Um, recent pro tip champions. guys pro tip if you're listening out there <laughs> yes absolutely use greg's adp and check that date range and right. you can you can figure out almost any league you want um the uh the mike the mouth ultimate last night was public so you could you could see that so right. i had a really good sense of where guys were going going into this draft that was critical i had to know that and then you know really it was 
focus on drafting the guys that you want. Right. I think the main thing the main thing of any draft is draft guys that are going to pan out that you think that are good players. And it sounds obvious, but a lot of guys, oh, I got to get this guy because he's this year's hot player. But you know, what is he really going to do if he if he hits twenty home runs and steals ten bases? You're not going to win. Right. You, you need guys that are going to bust through the 25 steals, 30 home runs. And, you know, I try to get players that would bust out this year. Right, right. Um, I see you got Jordan Montgomery, right? Yes. What are your thoughts on him this year? What do you uh, expect from Jordan Montgomery? Um, How many innings would you need from him right there in that spot? I, I'm. I'll be happy with. Uh, I'll be happy with 120 innings of quality pitching. Wow. To be with you. Yeah. Wow. I don't, I'm not. I'm looking at, and and the same thing with Lizardo and Paddock and. I mean, for most of my staff, I'm not really looking at any of these guys as inning sources. I just want quality pitching, and I want a lot of it. Right. So, do, do you yeah. feel like with the um, overall innings pitched in the major leagues coming down, that's like part of your like, hey, I don't need that much in like that many innings. Like, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't I, because all the other teams might not get it as well. Right? That's right. And I don't think I mean there's going to be very few workhorse pitchers this year. I don't think you need those guys as long as you can get. You know, instead of having two workhorses, maybe have three guys that are going to get 120, 140 innings of real quality. Right. Right. What were some of your favorite uh, late round picks? Um, let's see. Um, I like getting Tyler O'Neill in the 22nd round. Okay. He's he's been killing it this spring. He he's only 25 years old. I mean, he's a guy, he's a breakout candidate. He's hitting fifth or sixth in the order. I don't remember if he's ahead of Molina or not. Great but, athlete, great defense. Yeah. He's not coming out of that yeah. line. And he's right. he doesn't have the the playing time issues that he had in years past. Mm -hmm. So he was a good one. Um, I like Romano. I mean, no, I don't know. If you didn't take uh, you didn't take uh, Kirby Yates, no. did you? Okay, so no. I'm not a believer in Yates at all. I think yeah. I mean, you know, you could talk to me next week, and I'll. Maybe Romano will be under me, but you know, as of today, right. you know, there's a decent chance Romano is the opening day closer right. for the Blue Jays. So, um, and then I got Puck and Morjan, who look okay. like they're fifth starters on good quality teams, and they'll use them. They're not they're not skipping the fifth starter on those teams. Those right. guys will actually get play Correct. in weeks two and three. And another real sneaky guy. When is this airing, by the way? It's live right now. Oh, it's live right now. Okay. Yeah. So um, I don't want to I don't want to say the the other thing, but. Folks, look at the schedule the first couple weeks and figure out who's playing who. Um, there's some uh, pretty decent bad pitchers that are playing even worse teams to start the year. So pay attention. Right. Fantastic. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, did you usually have like a, like an idea of what you want to do in the back half? Like, is there like a certain guy you like to um, take a stab? With? Yeah. Typically, what I'll do is I will say, all right, you know, there are three or four hitters that I like late. Let me push up pitching a little bit. It's more, it's much, it's not um, actual players. It's more, um, can I get my fifth outfielder like O'Neal in the 20s? Can I get, uh, you know, or am I better off taking my ninth starter in the 20th round and then pushing my outfielder down? Right. So it's really just, you have, are there enough hitters that are going in the early 20s that that you'd be okay with taking as your starters and then pushing up pitching a little bit. So it's it's not so much specific players. It's more just positions and, and hitter versus pitcher. Right. And you've had some success before in the main event overall, right? Yeah. You know, um, so I won in 2015. Um, but funny story is, so the last time I drafted in a main event in New York was 2012. And then 
um, I drafted in Vegas that year also. And then I didn't draft in a main event at all in 2013 and 14. Um, because I, I had, honestly, in 2012, I think I was 390th overall in the main event. So I took two years off. I focused on diamond leagues and platinum leagues and, and some of the bigger leagues, individual leagues, did pretty well. But then came back in 2015 and uh, and won. And won the overall. Yeah, won the overall. Look at so, that. Yeah. So so if you want to win, the trick is just take two years take off. Two Don't play in the I, – I should, Greg should – Greg won't like me saying this, but just take two years off and then come back and, and win the whole thing. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. That's good advice for everyone out there. <laughs> I appreciate you sharing yeah, your well. insight, Glenn. Thanks. Thank you so much. Nice to meet you, Okay, buddy. Awesome. All right. Let's see. Who are we going to get up next? Oh, it's just a chart. Uh, Maddie Mo, you want to come give us a couple yeah, words? All right, here we go. He was the moderator at the draft. <laughs> Mr. Matty Modica, what's up, buddy? Oh, it's a good day. I thought you guys, I think you really uh, had a solid one. There was quite a few people that did well today. But as a facilitator for like one of the first times and not actually sitting down, you really get to see who the fish are. You get to see it kind of quick. Yeah. And I mean, I think you know, sometimes you're just more concerned about yourself and the people around you. And who you got to take around the turn, make sure you don't get sniped and all that. But that was probably the most interesting thing for me. And I was there's a couple of people I was like, which which garbage pick are you gonna throw out now? And I'm not trying to be mean. Yeah. But I'm just being honest. Yeah. Like when you when you can take a look back and, and, and not really they're not worrying about crossing guys off who you want mm -hmm. in the next round, so you kind of look at like really it, you're really more involved with. The scope of the draft. Yeah, no, and like I said, I think the majority of the room did a very good job, but there was definitely a couple that st that stuck out, and there was just there was good players that were either have the full time job or that are healthy. That you know, people were going different directions. That to me, at least to me, it didn't make sense. Maybe I'm wrong. Right, right. How did you? Let me ask you a question. How did you enjoy your first, you know, live experience? I loved it. It was everything I was hoping it would be. It was great. Um, just meeting everyone this whole weekend. The uh, you know the, the legends of the NFBC. Everyone. It, it, well, it's been great. It's um, it was everything I hope it was. And uh, so yesterday, my first experience was being a proxy from Phil in an auction. Mm -hmm. And during the whole auction, I just kept telling him that next year, I, next year I got to get in one of these because uh, it, it was awesome. And then. To be honest with you, I, I had fun. Like uh, after after I made my first pick, I was just kind of like, "All right, you know what? Just take a deep breath and just, you got this." You know, and um, I mean, me me and the SP streamer were having a bunch of fun over here, and I felt mm -hmm. like it was good that he was here and he was able to, we were just able to keep each other loose. And yeah, I think I think. If you call, like everyone is so much better than you, then you're not gonna win. You know? Yeah, if you walk in the door and you're intimidated, you were you've already lost right. and all that. And I could assume from this we'll see you in Vegas next year. Because mm -hmm. that's like the real but even next year I'll be excited about New York. It's usually it's 
you know, through like Sunday afternoon. And, you know, for the past few years, except for last year, obviously, you know, I've been here through Sunday. And like usually on this time, we're starting up an auction championship and then the Sunday morning uh, main and a Sunday afternoon auction. So it's kind of sad on that note, but I got enough uh, to do in Vegas. And then those last couple of days when I get back, so I'm excited. I got to say, really, Tuesday we'll be partnering in a Super League. We have the first pick. We'll go into Grom, and uh, we'll plan it from there. There we go. Fantastic. Kind of like, you know, you, you, had, the, you had the one today. I had the, the same thing. I went with Jake, uh, Jakey DeGrom and um, went back into pitching at pick 90 with Sonny Gray. Mm -hmm. um, you know, he had a catch the other day. I don't know what that means. He had a catch, but. <laughs> yeah, I, I, it doesn't sound. I know he didn't get injured the end of last year. He came back. Right. But it doesn't sound as serious. Yeah, I just thought the skill and, set at that point was mm -hmm. a little too much to. Uh, Look, you got to make some gambles in, yeah. in, in these leagues. If you right. want to win and you want to have a shot at the overall, you're going to have to make some educated risk. Maybe they're not all going to pan out. But if you're afraid to any risk, you're going to miss some upshots. Right, 100%. I, I totally agree with that. In the draft where I looked at my team and I was like, all right, I could take a shot here, you know, because like you said, you have to – I think my first shot, like a really big upside, but like risky was Jordan Hicks. Um because, you know, I know obviously they have a, a, a bunch of arms, but I feel like if he's going to be the guy, you know, I'm locked into a really. Well, yeah, you, you, you have to. And that's your belief. I'm kind of with you on that. I know there's Reyes and he looks sick. I mean, I don't know what Reyes is going to be. Is he going to be a closer? Is he going to be a multi-inning reliever? Could at some point he's starting if he's really that good? Right. You know, so, I mean, I think he's a weapon. I just don't know what kind of weapon. But Hicks. I always seem to be the guy they want to close. I think their team is better with Gigi, you know, you're doing the multiple, set, you know, getting that eighth inning or coming in late seventh. And when you have Reyes there, you can extend. Look, Reyes has got to prove himself over a long period in the major leagues. We know the talent's there, but he's got to prove it in, uh, uh, actually in the show. Right, right. I agree with you, too. I think that if they want to not – have Hicks throw that many innings, the best time for him to come in is in the ninth and, yeah. and let the other guy work an inning or two like, like he did. Gallegos, Miller, and Reyes, who I think ultimately they want to be a star, mm -hmm. you know? But um, yeah. either way, wherever he ends up, Reyes, I think he's going to be... And what, whatever thing I took away from this draft is I thought there was a lot of guys after that round there were some good spec ads on closures because like with this week, you have that ability because, you know, maybe some guys will be named, you know, early next week or by next weekend right. where on th those main events, you're going to probably know. And you're not going to take a Nick Whitgren or like I took Emilio Pagan for two bucks yesterday morning in uh, my uh, auction before the news on Pomeranz came out. I, and I love Pomeranz. I think if he was fully healthy and given a role, he could be elite. But when you hit a forearm strain, that's just really bad. Uh, Melanson's obviously in the mix, but he's been pretty bad. I guess the dark horse is Keeler, but I think Pagan's probably, you know, there. You know, he he seems to be trending upward. So, but yeah, that yeah. One. And, and he's done it before. Right, right. So, who's gonna win this league, Matt? I, I think I think you set yourself up well. 
you know, you got Mike Nager, you got Schroeder. I mean, uh, those are really tough guys. Uh, I think Gecko really uh, he he did a hell of a job, especially specking on the on the closes I was talking about. Masada represented himself well, and and a couple others, but there there was a couple that really missed missed the boat out there. I'm not going to name names and stuff. I mean, I really don't know them, so I, you know, but there's no reason to say anything. And it was just my perspective as a facilitator. And I was proud of myself how I was rolling those R's with all the Spanish names and all that. I think you did a hell of a job. I think you only butchered one name, and that's pretty good for 450. Yeah, you know, after yesterday's <laughs> auction, uh, the job Roy did, you know, Kendall Marte. I'm like, dude, you're doing the Super Auction. <laughs> <laughs> Who's that? <laughs> but he, but it was great. He he actually did a good job. We had a lot of fun yesterday morning. Yeah. I got to see a little of the super auction, and then I had to take a I had to take a little siesta <laughs> from the night before. Fantastic! All right, Maddie. Thanks for coming by. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Pull pull hitter, baby. Here we go, buddy. All right, thank you, man. <laughs> thank you. All right. Who's next? All right, folks. Yeah, we're just getting into the swing. We're just talking. Hey, yeah, come on, come on. Let's go. Come with your partner. Come on. Let's go. Yeah, bullshit. Get, get, getting you on the pot over here. Get in the face, dude. Yo, come on. You got it all, bro. No, no, that's okay. Sit, sit over there. You, get, you, sit here. One guy's got to sit there. One nah, guy's going to sit here. You got to get the CBS guy. Come on. Introduce yourself. How you doing, Constantine? What team were you today, Constantine? 14. Team 14. You had a partner, right? Yeah, me and Frank. Here he comes. Frank. Get the Barry Bond jersey out. Okay. That's his boy. Frankie. You guys in there. What's up, Mike? You want to say a couple words or what? Hey, yo. Oh, you're live right now? You're live. Look at this guy. Huh? Yeah, why would you put me on? Put the superstar on. We're opening for you. It's Make sure that you say, we're the opening act. We want to let you know we're from CBS. Opening act. There you go. We're the appetizer. Mike the Mouth is the big dinner. That's the big entree right there. Mike the Mouth. All right, we got Constantine. Mr. Frank Stample, Yo, CBS. What's going That's on, everybody? So team 14 today in the uh, live main event draft. So walk me through what you guys were thinking. What were you? Uh, did you have a game plan? Top, you know, first five picks, or I will say picks? this: when we had Darvish at the first overall pick, me and him went back and forth. I have Nola as my SP4. Yes, so I have Nola ranked ahead of Darvish. And my logic was this: I was just like, if we take. Nola, most likely, and I want to say like 85%, he's going to, uh, you know, starting pitcher, starting pitcher, and he's going to take Bauer and uh, it would have been Darvish. Darvish. Right. I didn't think he was going to take Nola. We were trying to basically figure out what was the best course. Which, which pitcher, if if we took Nola, would Mike the Mouth take Darvish and Bauer? Right. So we were like, okay, if we take Darvish first, he might not take Nola. Because Nola sometimes slips a little bit further. Right. Usually based on ADP. I do have Nola as my SP4, so I kind of feel like a fraud right now. <laughs> I should have just taken Nola. But overall, I, I mean, I still think Darvish is awesome. You look at, I mean, his last 32 starts, he's pound for pound. He's up there with Garrett Cole. It's just, there is a little bit more risk, obviously, because 
he's older. Right. And, you know, we haven't seen him pitch 200 innings in like six or seven years. So there is risk. And, and Nola is a better workhorse. He's, you know, pitched 200 innings more recently than Darvish. Um, so that's interesting. So you. Yeah. Go we wanted yeah, to go pitcher, right, pitcher. Right. Like, ideally, if we could have got two of. That was plan A. If we could have got two of Darvish, Alito, Bauer, or Nola, that's what we wanted to do right. at pick 14. Right. But, uh, yeah, so Mike the Mouth went, went Bauer and Nola at, uh, at pick 15. And at that point, Trevor Story is the best hitter available, and that was that was just an easy call. Trevor Story in the second round is nothing to cry about. No, no not at all. That's the not. only risk is him getting traded, right? So, right. If he right. stays in Colorado, I still think he's thirty plus homers, twenty plus steals. Absolutely, absolutely, yeah. he's a stud. I had him last year on my DC team, and he he carried my team. You know, he's he's stud. Anytime he falls into the second round, I get the whole Colorado thing, leaving it, but. He's like he's an athlete too, like yeah. you know he he's oh, yeah. not just like gonna you know just all of a sudden stick it up. So then you guys went back into pitching in what round six with Ryu? Yeah, we went Ryu, Wheeler, and Plesac. Nice. The upside, you know, he has the whip more or less. Right. Yeah. Where Wheeler and Plesac will give us total innings. Right. Yeah. Right. So we knew at that point, Darvish is a little bit risky in terms of innings potentially. Uh, Hyunjin Ryu obviously has an injury risk as well, uh, but Ryu's been going in like the fourth round right. of these 15 teamers. So right. unless I missed some kind of news today, I don't know why he fell to the sixth. Right. I'm perfectly fine with that. I think I have Ryu as like my SP20, so I was happy to get him in the sixth round as our SP2. Instead, we get Wheeler and Plesak. I don't even like Plesak that much either. We don't. But he fell to the eighth round. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not really a Plesak guy. Right. But right. He went super deep into his starts last year. Even. I don't think he's going to be as good as last year. No, obviously. not at all. If he I'm gives not projecting me, him for that. If he gives me, if he gives us a three seven five ERA, one two zero WHIP, close to two hundred um, innings, he's probably going to give us one hundred and eighty to two hundred strikeouts, right? right? So that's the hope with Zach Plesac there. We, like we said, we wanted pitching at the three four turn. The best pitcher available, I don't even know who. Oh, it was Lance Lynn. We were debating we were Lance Lynn, and I think Lance Lynn is a good player to pair with you, Darvish. But there, we weren't expecting Ozzy Albies made it to the three-fourth turn. Yeah, I'm trying to get as many home run steals contributors across mm-hmm. the board. I, I, dude, I listen to your podcast. <laughs> I listen. I, I listen to the Pool Hitter podcast, I and it. I heard Phil Dussel say, "You need to take as many stolen bases within the first four rounds as you possibly can." So that's ringing in my head, and I'm like, okay, Ozzy Albies is here at the three-four turn. I don't, I'm not a huge Lance Lynn guy. So we passed there. Stalling Marte was also there. So our, yeah, you know, three of our first four picks are giving us 15 plus, 20 plus yeah. steals. That, that's huge. And that's huge. Another thing with Meadows too is like, I love Austin Meadows. I'm, I'm we were debating, fan. we were debating taking Meadows, right? And then he fell to us in the fifth. And and that would have been us pulling Meadows up the board. We know that. Yeah. But I'm big on him. I mean, like anyone follows me on Twitter, you know I'm an Austin Meadows stand. Yep. I think he's gonna be awesome. Yeah, last well, year was a fluke. He had COVID. Yeah, I'd to be a fan of that. He was getting picked third round last year, right? Yeah. yeah. Leading yeah. off, he looks healthy. 
25 plus homers, 10 to 15 steals. I think it's doable for Austin Meadows. Yeah, so you guys got some nice, nice stolen base um, upside there. So, like, it feels like that you don't have to chase so much after that, right? Yeah, yeah. That's, so that's the route I had to go is like chasing it with like eight to 10 steals here and there with the uh, Agora types and the Simeon types. I mean, I love that you got Machado at the two, three turn. I, I mean, not believe Machado it. and Tucker. I didn't even, great. I didn't even have him down as like, like, like an option because it's like it won't be an option exactly. <laughs> but, I mean, so this is something that's interesting about the main event, right? Like everyone says, pitch, pitching gets pulled up, and it does. But when pitching gets pulled up, right, and then you end up with Machado. And it was Machado. Right. That's for you, right? And you know what? The pitching that really got pushed up was like round fifteen. Once Dylan C yes. went up for two ten, yeah. and Robbie Ray, I said, oh shit, like because yeah. I was like thinking. 240, 270 on my wheel. Like I was gonna try to hit those guys, and that's why I went into Kikuchi so early because I saw. And I looked up at you yeah, too when yeah. you took Kikuchi. I was just like, you mother. Yeah, got him. I had to get involved. I mean, everyone was just started to get those uh those like pitchers that. out there so early. Like I, I would say that that was maybe one of our flaws in this draft is that we waited too long to jump back into pitching. I don't think so because everybody else did at the same time. Yeah, I do think our top four, Darvish, Ryu, uh, Police, I think they could compete with anyone else's top four in the league. I really do believe that. Yeah, because you went back in in, 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 in what, round 12? We got we got Otani, yeah. which I'm not – we're not necessarily banking on using him as a pitcher. Maybe here and there, we're more so looking at using him as utility. Right. So 20-plus homers – Double-digit steals. That's what we're looking at at Otani. If he yeah. has a good matchup from the pitcher perspective, then sure we'll use him. Yeah, he but mashes the ball. We got we got Brady Singer Did as our SP five. Home run that he hit against what was it? against uh, Bieber. Oh, oh my over, god, uh, Bieber straightaway center over the batter's eye. Yeah, he, and he, I love how like nobody paid attention to that. Like everybody was just like, oh, but Ahmed Rosario was dropping balls, <laughs> and he steals too. He runs. Yeah, yeah. Otani, he does. I'm a I'm like. I'm like the type to just I'm rooting for Otani. Like so I just want to see him flourish in all parts of the game. Just you stay know? healthy, man. I should, just, just stay healthy. healthy. That's I what should you that's not. It. I called him on Thursday. Are we allowed to curse on this? Just make sure. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> just I mean the broadcaster in me. I had to make sure. I'm, I'm, wa I'm watching out for. Uh, all, put, I'm watching out for Rob here, right here. These, these two of the guys right here. First of all, I called him on Thursday, and I was just like, we never spoke about Otani, just because like. We never really do. Yeah, yeah. I never drafted Otani in my life. Because I've never drafted never. Him It's so hard to predict like who's doing what. Right. Like, are you gonna get a pitcher? Do you wanna play him this weekend? What what's what's so unique about the NFBC, especially with Otani, is so you your pitchers lock in for the week. Right. And your hitters lock in on Monday and Friday. Right. So if you want to use Otani as a pitcher that week. He's locked in as a pitcher. Full you week. can't use him as a hitter no matter what. Right. You could still, okay, say uh, he's pitching on Sunday. He's, he might get a game off Monday. Okay, I'm not going to use him the first part of the week as a hitter. But then you're missing out on his pitching stats for that week anyway, right? Right. So, right. like, you right. have to decide if you're going to use him as a hitter or pitcher that week. So that's what's unique about it. And this is actually the same on CBS, shameless plug. But uh, he's one. <laughs> he, he's, uh, he's one. He's one player on CBS, and you can use him as a pitcher. There's other places like Yahoo yeah. where he's two different players. Yeah. So you got to take some shots on upside, obviously, if you want, you're trying to compete for the overall. So yeah. Otani, I think, can be a league winner. I think so, too. I think he just does everything so well. Um, so walk me through the whole teammate process. What do you got? Like, 
we How started you, last year though. Yeah, no, I'm saying so. Yeah. We've been doing DCs together since November. Yeah. Okay. So we So he did a DC in dude, November. This guy calls me all every day. Every he's day. crazy. Okay. I mean, I'm crazy too, but he's crazier than I am. <laughs> uh, I'm obsessed. He calls me every day. So we talk, we're we're constantly talking out strategies. Okay, cool. Dude, once we found out our KDS on Monday. We're talking for like three hours straight. Um, okay, what if this situation happens? What if Bauer falls to us? And it happened. I'm like, I'm not taking Bauer. I'm not a Bauer guy. But we, we've we been talking out every scenario, every possibility all week long. Uh, and at this point, when we've been drafting together for three, four months, we already know yeah, who each yeah. other likes. Yeah. Right, right. You know, this is a good give and take. I take his opinion. He's like, dude, we got to get Josh Rojas in. I'm like, all right. We'll get that. And I was That's big fine. on Brandon Nimmo. I wanted yeah, my man wanted Nimmo. Nimmo. I'm like, all right, okay, I'll take Nimmo. Nimmo. That's your guy. We'll, uh, Leading look, off for you the let Mets. me get my guys. Him? I'll let you get your yeah, guys. Yeah, we'll yeah. It out. It, it's one of those situations. Like, you could have this one. I get the next one type of thing, right? <laughs> I've never owned Gary Sanchez in my life. But I told him at the 9-10 turn, actually, you took Wilson Contreras, which I thought was a fantastic pick. Yeah. We were considering him at the 7-8 turn. Um, normally, I don't invest much in catcher. I've never had Sanchez before. This is the latest Sanchez has ever gone right. in fantasy baseball. And I understand he has a very, in a main. He has very low floor. In the DC, he's been falling. But in a main, he's been yeah, never I, seen him this far. Yeah. Like yeah. we're getting him a couple months ago around pick 200, Gary Sanchez. I know. And now, now he's we pulled him up. We took him at the 9-10 turn. Right. You know what? Who is this guy? I don't know the guy's name that was picking before us. He took Stanton one pick. Ahead ninth yeah. round, team we were 13? gonna we were gonna go Stanton Sanchez. You don't know who Team Thirteen was? Who was he? David Einhorn, that guy. He's yeah. worth seven hundred million dollars. Is he really? Yeah, you lying. I swear to God, he started Greenlight Capital. He's the hedge fund manager. <sighs> That's the reason why he took Stanton. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, yeah, I can. Uh... When he joined the league, I don't know when. Well, like when he really is hundred uh, percent. I mean, I, I was Googling, like, anyone who I didn't know, I was Googling in the league. That's, that's a good idea. And that came up, and I'm like, this can't be the guy. And then I actually got some wow. confirmation from people, like, yeah, that's him. I'm is like, he, is he a good player? I mean, I have no idea. <laughs> I don't know. This is, well, he's still saying from us. So. <laughs> this is my second year doing it, NFBC. Right. Second year. I always ask him, like, do you recognize any of these names? I only recognize names that I see from podcasts. Right. Or anything like that. Yeah. And I'm just like, you're in the industry. Who do you recognize? He's like, I don't know who this guy is. All right, fine. You know, nobody to like pick Stan. Well, yeah. <laughs> the first name that, that you know, the first name I saw, he said, Who do you recognize? I said, Oh, you know, Rob DiPietro, bro. That's uh that's <laughs> Deadpool. Yeah, Deadpool. And, and streamer, SP streamer. So you guys had your little duo going on there too. Yeah. But yeah. you asked you asked us, how about for you guys? Was there like a lot of give and take? Actually, you know, uh, Mike was here, but he was really just like it wasn't really like a, a oh, full. He's, he's carrying full, your bags, basically. Yeah. <laughs> no, don't do that. No, 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 no. He's a great Mike. dude. Mike's I've, the best. I've, I've had him on the podcast yeah. as well. He does great work. It was more like I asked him. I called him up and I said, "Hey, man, like I would really love for you to come and just give me like an extra set of eyes and ears, or just like slap me if if I'm like doing something really stupid, you know?" Okay. So, um, and Especially like, to have someone to like with his talent level right. of playing fantasy, right. it's like an extra pair of eyes. And that's where it like hurt. that's where it was like when when it was time to like pound the like late pitching, like the Weaver Turnbull. Oh, like, I know you guys were getting Lorenzo. No I was just what. like I would write down eight pitches, and I'm like, here, rank these, you know. And yeah. he was just like, you want, you know, I'm like, okay, you know. So it was yeah. good to have that on the fly because his computer didn't work, Mike. I know you're listening to this. <laughs> here with a computer and it didn't work. I'm like, I want you to run a spreadsheet for me. And it, 
it, he could work his computer. So, but at least he had his SP streaming brain with him. But um, yeah. So it was more like um, he was just hanging out. But he he did a ton of uh, he did a ton of good things when I needed him to. Very nice. Well, let me let me ask you a question. Um, yeah. Do you have like draft software or anything running while you're doing a, a draft like this? I use Roto Lab. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I've heard a lot of people use Roto Lab before. I've used um, the Big Board. You okay. ever use the Big Board? No, I've, it I've used to be an Excel that. sheet. Last year was a Google sheet. I didn't get it this year. I'm I'm more so just freelance stuff. Dude, I, I bought the uh, I bought the process. Yes. And I bought their SGP okay. uh, their their tool. Yes. And like I just I don't I don't have any time. Like I didn't have enough time to like actually dive and learn about it. Right. So I'm not gonna use something that I don't know how to use. Right. Um, I I wasn't. I've been using RotoLab for like five years. I got the SGP sheet too mm -hmm. because during the slow draft of DC. I was able to like actually input it and not feel overwhelmed. But I mostly like I wanted to learn more about SGP this off season because I knew a lot of my competitors used it. Mm -hmm. So I was like, I want to learn it because I want to learn like, first of all, a lot of successful people use it. So I was like, okay, so you know, what do I have to learn? And then I got into the process. I got that sheet. I had it up, like it was in my like it was in my it was there. I might use it per se, yeah. but I, I use, like, I look at it for their ranking for sure. My nice. question for you, because you were so successful last year without it, do you feel Later, Maddie. Good luck. Do you feel like it, it steered you in a different way this year? Because no. you were, yeah. your game plan last year was completely different from what it was this year. Yeah, I mean, like, I just felt like, I had to evolve. Like I didn't let me winning the draft champion. I got smoked in the main event. So, so you, know, you did the main last year. Yeah, I did. Okay. I did okay. it online. I came in tenth, and um, you know, so I was like, I still, you know, you still got to get better. You know, that's the thing. Like so, and then just just meeting everyone, getting into the community, and talking to people. I'm like, wow, this. I gotta, you know, there's so many people who use different type of systems and form, and it's like, wow, I want to learn all this stuff, you know. So I felt like it was important to just like understand how other people win, you know, and I think that just made me better overall. Like understand different viewpoints on players. It's like I was never big uh, use like you know the SGP is just using a projection system, yes, and I was never just like. Well, I don't like really believe all of this, but then I understood like what projections are trying to do, right? Like, and then once I learned more about that process, and you know, you listen to Derek Carter, and you listen to all these guys who do it, and you're like, oh, okay, you know, now, now, now I just hear like it's not a number that they're just coming with arbitrarily, like it just the formula leads into that. And then I think if you're a smart player, like in the SGP table, like it's cool, you could just change the plate appearances. And like that dollar value changes. So like, yeah. you know, Kiki Hernandez is all right. He, they have him down for 380 play appearances. If you boost it up to 500, could be leading off for a little bit. Boom! Like, oh, his value pops up, and you're like, oh, okay. So yeah, um, yeah. So I I try I I draft with, with the Roto Labs because I use uh the Babs system, Ron Chandler's Babs. It's just basically like all skill set, just drafting skill sets and. Um, the projections follow for me. I feel like 
if I'm drafting guys that have like solid skills, get that they're gonna put up stats, you know. So yeah. that's what I do. Um, who knows if it's the right thing, but the slow drafts, man, you have so much more time. Oh, of course, yeah, yeah. of course. You know? Two hours per pick, four hours per pick. I mean, you lose and I think it's smart that you said away. that because I think it's a huge thing, Frank. Like, if you don't, ha- if you haven't used the software. Don't bring it into a fucking main event, right? Yeah, yeah. Because you'll just be like, oh yeah, I mean, you're going to be like flabbergasted. You know, right. you're not going to know right. what to pay attention. Oh, do I pay attention to the draft board? Am I in the draft room? Right. Am I, you know, am I looking at my own rankings? Right. There's too many things to follow. So too many uh, you don't want to, you don't want to, um, uh-oh. Is this happening? You want to say a couple words? You want to say a couple words? Uh-oh. All right. Look, I was the appetizer. This guy, look at this guy right here. This is the main course. This is your steak dinner right here. You've had a couple of steak dinners. Now. Steak. Mike Masato. How you doing, man. Mike? Are we, are done with, are we done with all the warm-up acts now? Yeah, done? yeah, yeah. Sure. Okay, we'll all the sideshow sallies are done. Are they all done? Okay. Yeah. This is the anchor. You cut it off from here. <laughs> <laughs> that was why you want you guys to... got it, bro. Later, Frankie. Thank, thank you for having me, man. Yep. Thanks for having uh, thanks for coming to chat. Mike, tell us why you won the draft today. For number one, because you're in it. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't hurt. So it's, you know, it makes it a lot easier when you know people like you're in the league. But uh, you know, just like the, the great Dustin Pedroia said, man, laser show, right? Come out here, look at the laser show. It worked out great. It's just nothing like a live main event. I like your uh, pocket aces from 15. That was a nice little. Uh, did you expect that to happen? Did you expect that to be there? Well, I was planning on doing it that way for that for that particular uh, knowing where I was in this draft and who was in this draft. So I, plan, I was planning on doing the uh, the pocket ace strategy. I was planning on Giolito going at ninth in this league, but he did. And uh, at that point, you know, I had to see he was going to fall there. You know, and you can't go wrong with that. He's been consistently going earlier in the first round and lower yeah. back to back. And then you and then you just, did you step away from you know pitching at that point? And you just go and you just crush the hitting, right? Which, I, which, which obviously has been done as you can as I put the clinic on in this particular draft, as you can tell, right? Listen, I I was considering because I didn't expect Machado to fall to me at thirty, so my my thoughts in the draft was like I'm gonna look at Devers, and the fact that he made it all the way back to you, I was just like wow to start pocket aces at fifteen and then get Devers to come back. I mean. And Guerrero on top of that as well. So, I mean, what do you expect it from Vlad this year? Thirty-five, a hundred. I just think that that'd be conservative. I think conservatively. I think if this is his year, the way things are shaping up, going in spring training with the launch angle, how hard he hits the ball. I mean, Vlad Guerrero could be a first-round pick next year. I mean, that's a guy who hit three thirty right. and hit forty homers, right. and driving one hundred and twenty in that mm-hmm. league. So that could be a mega pick there. So I'm loving where he went there. And then, uh, you know, I almost got, you know, looking at Meadows. Meadows was coming down right before me. That would have been like a seal the deal here right then and there. But it went right before that pick. And I had him last night in the ultimate. But I'm not going to be disappointed with Conforto uh, this year, too. So no. then we built it from there. So it was, it, was a, it was a nice draft, nice flow. A lot of players fell to me. I didn't think we were going to fall to me. And, uh, you know, and then you, you know, no team, you don't walk out of any draft with everything. Yeah, but right. This, with this draft, I think pretty solid. Uh, yeah, so you went back into pitching in round 11 there with Tyler Molly. Yeah, well, I got my closer. I got one of my closers. there, and closer right, and Anderson. Right. And, you know, there was Molly and Rikidi back-to-back. Did not get known to coming in. And a lot of good a lot of good arms later in the draft, too. And closers, 
Got a lot of good uh, saves in here too, which is nice. Leaving the draft for savers, saves. Yes. Yep. Yep. And uh, perspective flows as well too. So I, I thought like the middle, the middle part of the pitching in rounds 15, 16, that was like the really surprise to me when guys like Robbie Ray and Dylan C started popping up in the early 200s instead of like you know late 200s, early 300s in draft champions. Um, I mean, I know you've done a lot of. Uh, Big, you know, bigger draft that with higher entry fees. So, have you seen that in those drafts? Were you kind of expecting that to happen today? Yeah, I mean, yeah. You, you know, you do this for a long time. You know where what's going to happen and where the runs going to occur and where people are going to start going and who's going to get pushed at this point. But again, these are the drafts you have to. I was just talking to somebody over there. You, know, you can't give away picks from starting around 16. Right. 16, 17, 18, 19, 20. This is where you win these drafts. Right. So, you know, that's where my that's where I won the uh, MTM Ultra from last year. That's where I was getting guys like you get guys like. Voight last year and Grisham last year and Bundy last year. You get guys like that late. That's it. Anybody can pick anybody can pick a well should be able to pick a top guy in the first few rounds. Right. Right. Uh, if you can't do that, then you shouldn't be playing in these kind of leagues. But uh, <laughs> but ultimately, you know, that's we that's we that's we really get you could. All right, so who's coming in second? Uh, well you're not yeah, you're not even top five. But oh, uh, shit, man. I'm just kidding. I don't know. Gotta know who's coming in second. Maybe like I said, they gotta play the games. You don't know. Yeah. It all looks good, it all looks good on the board. Uh, at this point, I mean, there's obviously a couple dead spots in this league of the guys what they were doing and have a clue. But that's in any, any main event, you're going to get some people that are you know, just right. donations coming out of the gate. Yep, you, right. know, <laughs> you, you could yourself pretty well, so don't worry, you know. There, but uh, you know, we got you guys like Mark Shrebro in this league, and you know, one of my arch nemesis is in the NFPC, so uh, and uh, you know, he had, he had a good plan, he executed it, he did, and did pretty well. You got the guys like Ned Donahue, who's a top money winner, uh, top ranked NFBC player. Ned Donahue, a phenomenal player. Mike Major's a great player. You know, you got some really great top players in this league. So you're gonna, uh, you know, it's gonna make it challenging. But, yeah. Uh, you know, come out, I'm, I'm feeling good coming out of this. Fantastic. And I got, and I got, uh, what I got, three, at least three more mains to go. So you fix that. You always see, you can always already see ADP is adjusting as we go from right. last night. People are starting to jump players that went last night. Uh, and uh, you know, CJ Cron, uh, news alert went in the 10th round in this league. And that news was alert, good, news alert, it was news alert. It's a Shrebro alert, a gecko, <laughs> a gecko alert. Uh, he's gonna be pissed now. I'm giving out his play now. It's all going out live. <laughs> so, uh, that's what's going on there. Do you think it's important? You're gonna do a couple more main. Do you think it's important to diversify, or do you like to get a couple of the guys like if you can again? Yeah, I mean, look, does it say, well, you know, you want to different. You can't just diversify everything. You can't, you know, if you have your players, get your players. Right. Like a couple of years back, I got Trevor Story and every one of my teams, right? And and they won me a ton of money that year. Right. And it was great. You know, you didn't bust it out where I was getting him. So I wasn't going to knock, oh, I got Story on two teams. I'm not going to blitz him. I don't want to see have have his blow up year. I'm not on my team. Right. So there's guys like this. If I can get, I'm not gonna, if I get Guerrero in a certain situation, I'm not going to pass on Guerrero. Right. You know, things like that. Maybe later you diversify more a little bit. Maybe you, you know, your pitchers, you, you, you know, your aces, you, you switch things up a little bit. Right. But you don't want to get obsessed about like, oh, I don't want my guy if you're doing multiple teams on one league. If you know your guy, of course, health, anything can happen with health. Right. right? Of course. It happens. Right. So any, any, anybody can get hurt. You don't go in thinking, well, I got to worry about all my guys getting hurt. So you just draft your team, you know, you know, and uh, you put your best, you know, put your best squad together uh, that fits what you like. You know, guys, look, how about guys you want to watch? You know, guys you like, you want to follow every year. You want those guys too, right? And there as well too. You want to be rooting for those guys. So uh, yeah, so I don't go crazy with the ultimate diversifying across so many leagues and stuff. You'll see some similar players, right? You know, my my guys and my late guys on a lot of my teams. And then this league was no different. I got a lot of players late that I have on a bunch of teams because I'm speculating, you know, big things from this year.
Fantastic. How about you? How does your draft go? Rob? I liked it. Yeah, well, this is the first time you had me on, pull hitter. What what is it with everybody? I see everybody in the, out there on these podcasts, and you you didn't come to me. Of the Godfather, you have to come to me. I told and, you I had a special to thing planned for today. I, I, thought, for you. I thought you were supposed to have a special uh, uh, episode, just you and I, getting into my life and my my, my times of the of the Godfather and everything else. Like you like to get these very introspective interviews you do. Let's do it right. after all your drafts are done. <laughs> we'll have you on and you talk you talk to us through your team. You tell us how you did with your team, and then you can give us the whole spiel. The whole spiel. The whole spiel. We we'll get together in Jersey together. You and I will. Whatever. We can do it like this again. Uh, an like actual this. live podcast instead of uh, a broadcast. broadcast. Yeah, I know. I know. You know. I know you now. You're big time. You got the back screen, right? You got Govier talking to you and doing all these fancy things. With music. I expect to be skyrocketing because of your your influence. <laughs> over a thousand Twitter followers on this whole thing. So, I'm like one of those guys. I know the gimmick is you know you follow. 9,000 people, so 3,000 people follow you back. Just, <laughs> just so you know, it's never gonna happen. Right? I don't want. I don't want to see my Twitter feed jammed up with a bunch of bullshit. Not happening. It's all right. So, gotta keep it clean, right? So if I follow you, you know, it's a, it's a, it's an honor. It's a, it's, it's legit. It's legit. So, <laughs> I'm not so whatever. I don't measure. You know, I don't measure myself up. You know. Yeah, yeah. By how many Twitter followers? No, I no, have, no, you know? no. Yeah, no. That's you should do. There's more important measurements. You know, you should have. Yeah, yeah. Than that. Yeah. Right. You follow me on that. And, uh... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Biceps. You know. Exactly. No, I, did, gonna... I had fun. You know, this is a great experience. The last two days have been awesome. I'm really, I'm really psyched. I got to experience the whole live, the whole live NFBC thing because I was, you know, talking to Greg and Tom. They, they've really built something special. Yeah, man. Well, you know, is... you're, 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 you're now you're a convert, man. You're in. Yeah. This you know, is... a few, a few years ago, I've been doing this for about 15 years. You know, at this level, you know. You guys were even, most of you guys were even born, basically. You know, most of you guys were in diapers back in then. Doing that. Now, every time I turn around, it's another podcast, it's another thing, you know. I think I'm going I'm to get on a show, and I'm going I'm to give some podcasting advice. They're always sending me things. A listen podcast to my, show listen, about... Listen to a podcast about how to podcast. <laughs> I, got, I got more shit pops up in my DMs and my, my thing. Review my podcast. This is my podcast. You know, if I can't get through five minutes of your podcast, you're losing me in five minutes, but you don't hear back from me, it's probably because I couldn't get through the first five minutes. <laughs> And even the pool hitter, the first time I was in the pool hitter, someone said, "Listen to this pool hitter guy." I was like, "Oh, oh God!" And, uh, but I got, but you got, you, you upped your games. You yeah, got long, man. Yeah, thank good, you, thank you, good. appreciate you that. Know, everybody deserves a chance. Yeah, there's only one way to go, just to get better. <laughs> <laughs> for you, it's only up. That's only what it was. <laughs> Thanks for talking, Mike. All right, brother. Listen, man, good it, man. luck, man. Yeah, you too. And everything else, we're yeah. gonna see you. You're regular now. You're gonna be back in New York every single year. Absolutely. Doing live. Yep. Doing your thing. You're I'm doing in. Stuff out there. Thank you. I appreciate that, Mike. We'll, we'll do. We'll do you a too. big full blown. Everyone's you know, got great things to say about what you know, what you bring to the table with the drafts. You know, you go out of your way. Everyone's got jerseys, and you have engraved baseball. So I think that's really cool. You bring a whole, a whole other element to the uh, the drafting atmosphere. You yeah, know, the whole the whole social element of the NFBC. You know, this is supposed to be fun, right? And this is supposed to be entertaining and enjoyable. This is not supposed to be work, like work. You know, and, and seriously. Good point. One, one thing you need to do with a, a podcast is out there in podcast line. If you're taking yourself too seriously, you're already going on the wrong path, right? It's got to be interesting. You've got to be entertaining. Uh, you got to keep people engaged. You can't just be about numbers and statistics and all that kind of stuff. You know, right. you got to have an angle. So, uh, and uh, that's the main thing. But the, the idea of these live events, and it's easy to do it online. That's the easy way out. Sit yeah. online, be anonymous, do things. Nothing like being here in a live format. So next year, things will be back to 100% normal by then. New York should be gigantic. So should Vegas. So definitely be out here. Fantastic. That's way to go, bro. Awesome. All right, brother. Take care, Mike. Soon, yep. man. Thanks we'll, so much. We'll, we'll do another big thing. Yeah. All right, brother. Safe trip yeah. to Vegas, yeah. man. <laughs> All right.
Who else we got? Mark? Wanna talk to the uh Am I up? You're up, Mark. Oh shit. He, he, he even said something nice about you. Did I say something nice about him? He did. He said you executed your plan. He said you walked in with a plan and you fucking executed it. What else is there to do? I don't know if it's a good plan, but I executed it. Take care, Mike. Safe travels, man. By the time you're done, I've got to head to the train. Have fun in Vegas. Good drafting with you. It's video, too. We're live. Oh, we're live. Nice. Say hello. What's up, baby? Here we go. Main event, New York City over. Yeah, Mark Swebro, NFBC Hall of Famer. So, Mark, how you like this uh, draft today? Uh, well, I'm picking from uh, the seven hole today, and uh, I wanted to start off with some offense. I was debating the pitcher, but in the end, it just didn't make sense. Uh, I was hoping uh, somebody would fall to me in the third, really like any of the second second round pitchers. So uh, Trey Turner, lock up kind of like five categories right there. Absolutely. Lock up the shortstop too. Uh, one of the other things I walked in with was uh, there's a lot of outfielders that I kind of like later. Mm -hmm. So I didn't want to have uh, an outfielder in the first round, second round, something like that. So uh, Trey Turner made sense from right. that perspective. Right, absolutely, uh, yeah. Plus with Soto there, if you look at the numbers, the uh, Trey Turner's performed like astronomically, right. so he could be the number one pick this year, in my opinion. I, I, I would definitely make a case for that, 100%. He doesn't do anything bad. Yeah. You know, he's just a solid player. He's at a he's at a point in his career where he is who he is. You know, he he's locked into his skill set. I like that pick right there. And he's got some upside. So, uh, you know, his steals have kind of been in the 30s or so, but he's six foot for whatever reason. You know. Right, moves up to forty right. stolen bases. Right, even even better. So right. uh, there is so, there is some upside there, in my opinion. Uh, second round, I wanted to uh, lock up uh, Louis uh, Robert mm -hmm. and uh, get some homers and steals. Uh, nice. The guy's incredibly talented. I know he's got some uh, some holes in his swing, but. Uh, Hopefully improves on that this year. There's some guys in the first round with holes in their swing. I think we talked about this one before. You know, well, that's true. I mean, right? Acuna's yeah. you know, 30% strikeout rate. Right. And he's going, he went second overall in this main event. That's a good point. Yep. Uh, I really love that pick. I think um, he's a sick athlete. He stings the ball. I mean, what's not to like about Luis Robert, right? Yeah. I mean, so he's got it all. Like you said, Rob, he stings the ball. Uh, and he has fantastic speed. And if you're watching him this spring, he's already got three stolen bases. So is it out of the realm of possibility he goes 30-30 this year? Who knows? But he can do it. I'm taking that chance. Maybe it's with a 250 batting average, but all aboard for me. Right. I, I think he's going to be a top five pick next year right. in fantasy. Well, I, so I want to own him this year when he puts yeah. up the monster season. <laughs> yep, you know? yep. Yeah, I don't, think his, I don't think his batting average is going to be as big as a drag as a lot of people think. You know? We'll see. Yeah. I mean, uh, I'll take anything 260 and above. Yeah, I mean, 250 is league average, so 260, you're getting above average. Average, you know, that's nothing wrong with that. Um, so talk to me how you uh, – one other guy I really like, that, um, Arena. I like the pair. I like the, I like the two together, Arena and Robert. Like, I feel like it's 
one of those gusto teams. Like you're playing for that overall. Yeah. Right? So, so to win the overall, it's a good point, Rob. Uh, to win the overall, you have to have every category taken care of, right? Mm -hmm. So you can't have little twig guys that throw up like five, six homers and 20 steals. You really can't roster those guys. So you got to get your steals to have power as well. So approaching this, I wanted Turner. I, Robert was going to be my second round pick. I probably set them in for him in main events. I don't care. Right. Uh, and then a Rosarena. Uh, he wasn't necessarily my pick walking in. He's one of my considerations, but there was a couple other guys I was considering, but they all went, so it was an easy call at that point at Rosarena. Uh, so, yeah, nice pairing, and, uh, I mean, he did it against the best in the playoffs right. last year. Right. So uh, I think that's I, something to be said for that. I mean, when you – well, I mean, they just took the draft board down. Okay, I'll just put it up. At least you can see it. There we go. Oh, thanks. So, so when you look at Turner, Robert, and a Rosarena, add up those fucking stats. I mean, I'm not a projection guy, but if you look at any of the projections, if you look at the homers and steals, that's got to be off the charts. I mean, I'd match that against any other team that I'm competing against here. Yeah, those so, steals are great right off the top, and you're not chasing steals at all. Like, right. You don't have that. I don't need any twigs on my team. Right, right, absolutely. So you went with um, – uh, let's see, your pitching staff, um, tell me about that. I really, I like the approach there with, with taking Musgrove later on. Um, I thought that was an excellent pick. And my favorite pick, pitching-wise, was Mr. Uh, Mr. Marcus Stroman. So that's a, that was a nice uh, add to your team. Is, uh, are you impressed with what you're seeing in spring training from him? Yeah, Adding so, another pitch? and Yeah, so the overall approach for this was uh, – I just have a feeling that there's not going to be a lot of starting pitchers uh, throwing 200 innings this year or even 180. So I think there's going to be a good churn of starting pitchers on the waiver wire. So I wanted to kind of not punt starting pitchers in this, but I wasn't going to go the, the pocket aces. I think that's kind of overblown in my opinion. Uh, so I was going to see what fell to me. Uh, Stroman was... Uh, pitching was getting getting a little scarce there. So, but yeah, to, to your point, he's added a new pitch. Uh, he's in the NL. He's got a rested arm. There's no NLDH, uh, and he's on probably a pretty good team. So, what's not to like? Right. I probably set the min pick for him, but again, I don't care. Right. right. I want to get the guys that make the team work. You're not. Uh, it's not about pleasing everyone with ADP. <laughs> I mean, you right. got to take your guys where you have them valued, right? Yeah, so I think Stroman was going like 13th round before walking into this uh, this main event, and I took him uh, 11th round, middle of the 11th. So I, you know, I debated it, uh, took him, and then uh, on the break, the uh, one of the other owners came over to me and said, uh, you got me on one of, my, one of your picks. And I'm like, who? He said, he said Stroman. I was going to take him later in the 11th. So, you know, it's, you always like to have validation of your right. picks. Like, right. You made the right call at that moment. Right. Yeah. Because you, a couple of picks later, you went right. 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 And, and I, and I kind of needed them at that point. He was, he's my SP three. Uh, if he went, I'm not really in love with a lot of the other guys after that. So, uh, he was kind of like a must for me at that point. Right. Right. Just, just with the way my team set up. Right. Yeah. No, I love it. And, um, and what about your closer approach? I, I really, this guy that you picked, Mr. Jansen, I think people are sleeping on him a little this year. He looks great in spring training. I think, I think, um, took, took too much stock into the playoffs last year and how Roberts didn't pitch him. But I, I think people overlooked the fact that he did have the COVID 
You know, he had a problem like finding his 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 spots last year, and I just think like he he's been so solid in his career that you know, yeah, it's not that hard. And then and then you hear a little bit about Trevor Bauer working with him, you know, to help him improve some of the spin on his pitches. So I like that spot that you got him. Yeah. So the approach was close. Uh, I was hoping to get some guy that was guaranteed the gig to start the year who's had some success and it just happened to be uh, Jansen at that point uh, actually in the middle sixth round I, I wasn't in love with anybody so from my perspective when I'm not in love with somebody it's probably time to go closer because right. I'm never I never walk in thinking hey I'm getting a closer in this round it's kind of like hey if none of the other picks make sense to me how about closer and that's exactly what Jansen was there and then for my uh, closer two. Uh, because we're still like two weeks away from opening day. I was just going to gamble on a whole bunch of guys where the situation, the team situation is unsettled right. and hope I hit on one. If I do, it's a freaking bonanza, like all, all that profit. So I bankrolled a couple of uh, closers and, uh, you know, potential closers in the later rounds. Right. And hopefully I hit on one of those. And if I do, you know, this is, this is going to the moon, baby. I think that's a good point because, like you said, there's still a couple of weeks. So those, if they settle into your favor take take care frank good, luck. good drafting guys take care, take care constantine good luck. Have a good one. yeah man you too buddy i think that's that's a great point because and if it doesn't work out right you just cut yeah so right? the beauty about that is knowing the rules of the league so there is a fab period before the start of the season so whatever closer situations don't work out for me whatever ones i'm wrong on i can dump those guys that's before it. the start of the season pick up Somebody now. So like to like next weekend, you're going to be going to Las Vegas, right? And doing drafts there. Right. So even just a week closer to the season is a whole, like, it, it even changes. More, like you get more, maybe more concrete information. Right? Yeah, so, yeah. exactly. So now's you your expect, time to speculate. Right? right. Now you would expect some situations to be a little more uh, settled right. next week. Uh, but yeah, this week is the week to speculate. The owners not doing it probably missed out. Yep. Sorry for them. Right, uh, right. Uh, but what are you going to do? So right. next week, a little more concrete. So I expect closers to rise next week, yes. ADP wise. Right, right. Yeah. Awesome. Th this is the week to speculate. Right. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I um, there was a couple of guys I thought that were going to go a little later, but they they got they definitely went higher than I thought. But I think it's um. I think it was a good landscape for – I think overall I didn't expect the mid-range pitching in my 15th-ish rounds. Uh, some guys that were like in the ADP 300 rows, like almost 80 picks, and that was like – that was one of the ones that really was like, wow, like this yeah. is – okay. So, so, so you got to do a total readjustment in your head. Like anyone who you liked in that range, immediately I was like, okay, <laughs> things are changing, you know? <laughs> right. Yeah, I agree. So for any of your listeners that are in main events later on this year or uh, thinking about joining main events, it's that back-end starting pitching going like rounds, let's say 16 through 20, that are going to go nitro. I mean, all those guys are getting pushed up. There's really no sleeper. So it's kind of like F to make your own and get, get the guys you want because right. all those guys, like you mentioned, Rob, moved up you know a couple of rounds yep. so anybody you know sitting on starting pitching thinking i'm taking you know these guys because they're going adp round 17 18 19 uh -uh, right. it ain't happening right yeah you're right. that's yeah. not pushed up 100 percent. and it was something in my head like as soon as it happened as soon as those first two picks that i saw you know i just like made an immediate thing in my head but like well i can't take them at pick 270 like i wanted to Right. You know, next round I gotta try to pounce on those guys because I'm gonna lose out on some 
you know, some upside pitching that I was really interested in. Um, so that was that was one of the ones that was, you know, but I think it's important to like know where you can pivot to like those guys and like bump them up and have that. I know you're a big proponent of making sure you know what you want in the back end, right? Mm -hmm. So like right. if you know that and you know what you can get there, it's, you know, you can say, all right, I don't, I don't mind pushing these pitchers 70 picks. Yeah. You know? I've identified my targets. Right. I'm going to get them. And I realize I got to push them up to get them. And I have no problem doing that. If, if every pick I make is a good pick, it doesn't matter where I push them up to, you know, within reason, it's going to work out. Right. So, uh, that was my approach there. Cool. But, but you see a lot of competitors that don't take that approach. No, definitely not. You know. Yeah. Cool. All right, Mark. Thanks for, uh, hey, thanks for having thanks me, for right? giving me your time. Appreciate it, brother. Good luck this season. Thank you for welcoming me into the community, the NFC community. I think you're probably one of the first guys to talk to last year before our you know um, main event on uh, online. And um, it's wonderful that everyone, you know, I know – I. I got to meet a whole bunch of the gang and uh, hang out with you guys yeah. outside of the drafts. And it's really just a wonderful bunch. You're, man. You, yeah, you're a great it's, guy. You're building a great community. So whatever I can do to support that, I'm Awesome, here. bro. I appreciate that. All right. Thank, Thank you, care. Mark. All right. That was good. That was a hit. We got questions in there. All right, guys. Thanks for tuning in. Um, hope you enjoyed that. What's going through the drafts?